This episode is a sponsored partnership by Keen. So, you finally decided that you want to seek psychic advice. But now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a lot easier. Our response? Why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact. All you have to do is create an account, and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs, and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text. Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings. Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential. Hey, Potential Podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com slash potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being and let's get checked. Prepare for trouble and make it double to protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse, James, Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare to fight. Chris, what the heck are you doing? Are we going to... Are you doing a bit? Team Rocket. Let's just start the episode already. Come on. All right. That's Thank you. Thank you. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Potential Podcast. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by Pokemon trainer himself, Taylor Sokol. So, Taylor, here we are. We are in June now. You know, a few weeks we'll actually have the full start of summer. Uh, but, um, you know, the, the, the heat's coming back, and with that comes more of these summer activities. I know for you personally, uh, the fans of the podcast will be so happy to hear this. You are back to gardening. Yes, Samwise Gamgee, a.k.a. Taylor the Samwise Sokol. Uh, going back again into my gardening ways. You know, I enjoyed it so much during quarantining. And I was pretty successful. I uh, got a little crazy. Uh, you know, literally you saw the pictures. It, lo- it looked like I had like, you know, a crop, you know, field going on. Um, but I decided, you know what, let's go for it again. And uh, just got to, by the time this episode airs, you know, already potted a couple of vegetable plants ready to go. So we're excited. Uh, another year of crop growing. Mushrooms. I'm thinking eventually when we do uh, an episode on Lord of the Rings, we'll probably have a few, honestly. Uh, we'll definitely have to highlight the fact that you do all this guardian, which is I'm great. Basically, though. I'm basically the Samwise, and you be the Frodo, and you know, I'm just like I'm, I'm tired of the I'm tired of the adventure. Are, are we? Are, are we more Merry and Pippin? I, don't know, I think so because I, I do like to eat, like a lot of different meals during the day. Second breakfast, afternoon tea. Anyway, that's right. Um, but yeah, I know it's a nice time, and you know, we just got a couple big movies that came out last week on A Quiet Place yes. Part Two and Cruella. So, and we had Lucifer nice. Part, B, uh, yeah, part B, which our I, oh. shows back, Ooh. which is so exciting, you know, when you especially I feel like movies we do get to that point of waiting, but sometimes TV shows you're just so you're so hungry for that next set, and especially when they break up a season, I think is always it's interesting when they do that. Um, and so you know, we had. Uh, the first eight last year, mm-hmm. and then it was like, well, we don't know when the second eight's going to be. It was the same. I remember with Breaking Bad, they kind of did that horrible. Long, they yeah. did that long, like year break between part one and part two of the last season. You're like, this is basically just another season. Like, why, why call it part two of you know season five? But anyway, <laughs> well, and that's uh, yeah, I digress. But yeah, it's it's nice this time of the year. I mean, last year was it was tough to 2020, but 2021 is coming around. We've got the summer releases coming back. Theaters are opening. And it's becoming like summer. I mean, the heat the heat is on. Um, you know, I just came from L.A. It wasn't really hot. And now I'm back in, you know, P.A. And it's, you know, but I've been traveling a bit around the Midwest for work. So it's good. But, yeah, lots of fun stuff comes with summer. And um, it's exciting because we get into our old habits of, you know, getting into seeing our, our movies, uh, doing some of our, you know, fun pastimes, you know, getting into video gaming um you know collecting cards you know all kinds of fun fun hobbies and, oh yeah uh, it brings me back to when you know we were kids i mean obviously we weren't kids together we were kids separate parts of the world uh, at one given time but brings me back to my youth you know you think of summer you think of you know growing up and and kind of those little obsessions that we had as kids yeah i would say that even though there was other Franchises that had already been set, uh, you know, via cartoons and maybe would dabble into movies or video games. Uh, really, the first major franchise after something like, uh, you know, maybe Mario and Nintendo, um, which, you know, definitely there was toys and things, but not to mm-hmm. this extent. No. Uh, there was the launch of a franchise that has still lasted to this day and is celebrating 25 years this year since its debut and that is of pokemon uh the little the little engine that 
became a huge sensation. Uh, this this lore, this world of these these fun creatures that all have different powers, and you know the, the idea of you have to go and catch them all, and then you can train and battle and try to become Pokemon masters. There's so much that came into this, the story point of it, but then of course the extent to trading cards to the video games to the films to all these animated series and then how it's still to this day releasing things we just had uh although i think it wasn't the most clever title uh we just recently got new pokemon snap yeah was the most recent <laughs> pokemon game <clears throat> you know i was like you could just said pokemon snap too but no they had to go with new pokemon snap. and the next one is newer <laughs> yeah the newest pokemon snap but amazing now to think 25 years and the fact that we've lived through this phenomenon you know yeah, we, 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 we were we grew up with it so as we're going to talk about pokemon today uh, as we like to do when we do these episodes where we're kind of going back in time a little bit what are your earlier memories of pokemon you know this 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 kind of started around 95 96 and you know obviously it was in japan uh, before it came to the states and at the time it was called pocket monsters uh, pokemon would become the official name which everyone now knows you know around the world pretty much but what were your early memories of when the pokemon kind of uh craze started because it definitely uh i can i you know can remember some specific moments uh from our youth about you know gotta yeah. catch them all yeah well it's funny enough you know game boy when that came out I don't think I got excited about the Game Boy as much until the release of these games. And I remember that was a gift I was bestowed upon Pokemon uh, Red. Uh, I'm calling it different names because I've seen so many iterations of it. But yeah, Pokemon Red. Yeah, a lot of remakes. Um, and that's what really kind of hooked me into the series was getting this for the first time on the, you know, the Game Boy. And I, I mean, I started with, you know, Game Boy you know, pockets when it was the black and white and then Game Boy Color. Mm, wow. We were starting getting, you know, the colors. And then I just, I remember, you know, there was no more, there was no stress level of a game where you better keep saving it because if your batteries die, you know, you, you yeah. are you going to find AAA anytime soon? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so, uh, but I just remember the first time I got it, little flashback to young Taylor. Um, I would have been, yeah, I would have been, I would have just been actually, maybe turning turning six when that came yeah, out and um pretty young yeah uh and so i remember getting that and i had it right before a big trip i was gonna go it was my first flight actually uh, by myself i think i was six or seven or eight i don't know when i when i got it but i remember it might have been six or seven but i remember having it and just fully enamored i've never been never would be as enamored with a game as much or a series as, as that, just like I was just glued to this Game Boy and like this game is awesome. There's something about the game that was so accessible and it was easy to follow. Like, okay, you got to collect these items, you got to go on this quest and then you had your favorites and just something about that, uh, you know, for me. And then the fact that it was you know, a game you could take and you could trade and you could battle and you could and anyone in the world could have this game. And I think because you could take it on the go, that made it, that just kind of was a game changer. Because I was so used to, you know, video games at home, you play them, go to the arcade, you know, things like that. But yeah, I just remember getting that and was just so enamored that this was so much fun. And that kind of sparked my obsession into it. And then I actually, I was a big car collector. I collected the original 
series. Of course, I gave him, bestowed him onto my cousin, and little did I know that would be worth a lot, and and, and he sold them. <laughs> I never got a cent from that. If you're listening, I want my money. But, uh, you know, I remember collecting the cards. <laughs> Gotta collect my dough. dollars. And I remember even that Charizard card, like 50 bucks, like the holographic mm-hmm. Charizard card. And I remember... You know, being obsessed with the cards. You're gonna be uh gotta gotta get my dough. You've been served. Um (laughs) exactly gonna send a subpoena. No, I definitely um I myself I myself did not have one of the first um Game Boys. Um and that just simply came with I think explains a lot. That's why you're more successful in life than I am. I was uh, delayed. (laughs) No, I, I got into it, but I remember I would I would have um friends that had one of the Game Boy, you know, um, systems, early ones, at least to play. Yeah. Either red and green or blue or any of those. And um, of course, yellow was unique. Cause it was like, Oh, this is the Pikachu edition as a Pikachu on the, you know, I mean, this is following the, yeah. following the series. So it yeah, was kind of neat that it, and yeah, there was something I think revolutionary about that up to that point, all video games that we knew were either the ones you had to plug into a TV or your computer, or you would play at an arcade. Uh, the whole idea of you having the thing that would just run batteries and you could play, you know, uh, was definitely a game changer. And to think of today, how now so much of what we do is on the go uh, from, you know, phones to the switch to PS Vita to all this stuff. It's just, it's crazy how much that is now the norm, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's so nutty that the Game Boy itself, I mean, and I, I had them all. I had the, the mm-hmm. little bulky looking one and then they had one that was a little smaller. There was the pocket version and then the actual Game Boy Color. Yeah, it was like Game the Boy cool, Color. Like, um, the, it was like uh, purple, but see through. The Game Boy itself didn't start till 1989. And Satoshi Tajir, uh, who, who created Pokemon, he had a concept right when Game Boy came out. And it would be not even, you know, only, you know, six, seven years later after its inauguration that this would come in. So the game was popular, but I think literally Pokemon put it on the map. I mean, that was like, boom, this is like, this is the start of a huge obsession. Yeah, And so you had, you had that going along with then of course, yes, the trading cards there was before Pokemon, there was games like, you know, magic, the gathering, uh, you know, some games that were older, but Pokemon really kind of revolutionized the idea of trading cards and playing the cards, you know, you, you. Yeah. I mean, think about trading cards. Most people did like baseball cards, but then it was like, this is like, whoa. It, it was just a collection. It wasn't necessarily that you actually were playing a game, but the fact that this was actually a way to, if you didn't have any of the video games, you know, all these character cards that would have, you know, uh, set amounts of damage they could do. And you had to play the, you know, elemental cards and you could have potions and like, you could do all this stuff in it. And there's people that still play, uh, this Pokemon, you know, game to this day, which is uh, pretty impressive when you think about it. The fact that it's, you know, it's kind of lasted that long. But oh man, I tell you, there was something about. I think it's just something when you're that young and you're really into, uh, you know, because they look really cool and yeah, the holographic uh, for the more you know uh, selective cards was really a, a neat twist. And of course, you you would get that bug of you know the, the phrase itself, got to catch them all. You wanted all these cards. And yeah, the idea of you could trade the cards and you, you know, and so I remember the amount of times that I, you know, when you're that young, you're not getting money all the time, you know, unless you're some rich kid and it's like, you're, you're either, you know, it's your birthday or maybe Christmas or, you know, what say you. So I just remember the times that when you would save and be like, oh, I want to go and I want to go buy like two of the packs where it was like a variety pack, you know, a random pack, 
it'd be like what i don't know 10 cards or something like that and usually yeah you don't know what you're gonna get usually be a bunch of just nothing but they're usually there was always supposed to be some kind of rare card and of course that rare chance that you would get something like a holographic charizard or a holographic you know uh venusaur or whatever it might you know be and there was something just so intoxicating about that even as a young age you oh know? you know what the crazy thing was i like dragged my parents all over to get these cards and we found i don't know where this place was it was like when i was living in growing up in maryland at the time in my home state shout out uh and it was great because i remember we found this like rare place hole in the wall i don't I mean this is before really internet was big where you're looking all this stuff up and you could, you know, eBay oh, yeah. and stuff. We like found this guy, and it was like, oh. we'll add, we'll add more sound effects later. But um, there was this car, and it's like, oh, Charizard card, fifty bucks. And I mean, fifty dollars for a video game. But I remember the car was like fifty dollars, and like, you really want this? And I remember, like, once that was the only card I needed, and it was just so funny because you would get all the packs and then you didn't want some of the cards you would trade with other people i remember on the schoolyards you know growing up elementary school we would trade i'm like oh, i got a caterpie do you want this pikachu like i got five of them you know i never played the cards but i just remember buying the yeah. like um binders where you could have like you know card slots and so you'd like walk around like thinking you're so cool with like a binder of all your pokemon cards uh, being like, let me show you my collection. Um, but it really was like such a, a big thing that that happened. And then kind of the first, you know, next thing that went along with that was having uh, the TV show. And, you know, by that point, it was not like it was a rare thing to have uh, cartoons. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, we were used to having all kinds of cartoons as a kid. You know, there's still a lot of old stuff that was going on and, you know, new shows going on. But the fact that they now had a Pokemon show, which followed your main character, Ash Ketchum. And we're seeing like his journey from like a novice to working through trying to become a master Him going on the journey to not only collect Pokemon and, you know, uh, beef up the ones he has already, but then we're getting to know bad guys in this area. We're knowing friends. We're knowing the, the, um, you know, the leaders at the different gyms. And, and then we kind of get the yeah. sense mm -hmm. that there is this kind of like dark, uh, entity presence that's like overseeing everything and then as the shows would go along it would get more deep and mysterious and there's more and more going on and then it was cool that like how the show would go along then when we got the films that went along which that was like the huge I remember that being like that was one of those moments as a kid when it was like oh Pokemon the first movie is coming out Oh, yeah. Well, and then remember watching the show where they hinted about mm -hmm. Mewtwo, and then it was like, ooh, this is connected. I mean, this is like before MCU. This is before this is internet, like, you know, the really. PC. So, like, you know, you're going off yeah. of what you see on TV or maybe at the and movie so, theater. Yeah, you're talking yeah, to you're friends. Like, like, what is this? This is a, awesome. a movie. It's going to be Mewtwo is going to be in it. And, you know, you're like, this is going to be nuts. And it was like, I mean, to me, it still stands up as a great, you know, first movie. And I remember dragging my oh, yeah. dad that he still to this day will not forgive me. He's like, what the heck is this movie? He didn't say that, but um, he's like, they're not even talking English. You're making weird noise. You know, you know, two back. But I remember they even gave you a card. Yeah. Like you got you a, a card, a like weird, scene opening you got night. a weird Egyptian card of Mew. Um, I got a Dragonite, a weird Dragonite. Oh, one. no, yeah, it was Dragonite. Remember that one? It was the little, the carrier. Yeah. Uh, it had like the little messenger bag. That's right. He was, he was the one, yeah. Um, but, um, no, yeah, I just remember seeing that movie for the first mm -hmm. time and like that crowd, I mean, this was, and this was before, um, my gosh, the first movie, you know, we're thinking about 
you know, when that movie came on 99 for North America. And this was, this was like, I think that to me stood out because we talked about earlier, another episode talking about Phantom Menace, but this one was like the theater. I think I remember my first early memories of very packed theaters and people all going nuts over this film. But I remember, yeah, still going back <laughs> the movies and the cartoons are great. in the fact that, you know, they were easy to follow, but they did have, you know, the, the Japanese and American blend of humor. Yes. So I think that was kind of, I just remember the movie. Remember it was like, I didn't like the team rockets, you know, in disguise and they're dressed as Vikings. Like, I didn't know Vikings existed. They mostly live in Minnesota. Like, it's just stupid yeah. stuff. Like, <laughs> and, like, like that. But, um, kind of going back to the games a little bit, you know what I think also that was so exciting about them is because you had to really, as a kid and make decisions, like you only get four moves, you know, you have to build up your team and the, it was the a good strategy game. Oh yeah. And there was a lot of replayability. Yeah. And yeah, you could play, you could play the game multiple times and never follow the same exact pattern. You know, you could start the great thing too, about you start the game and this has been the same for all the main games is that you start off getting to pick one of three Pokemon. Typically it's like water, fire, and grass or somewhere usually around that kind of situation. But that right there is like, all right, you've already made a decision and therefore you're probably not going to have one of the other two for a while. And then along the way, you know, you might have picked a Pokemon you caught. You might raise it for a little while and do well with it. And eventually you might go, you know what? I've got a better one. I'm going to give it up now. Yeah. Yeah. Caterpie. I mean, Butterfree is not going to take me then to go plateau. I'm like, no, I'm going to go, know, you know, <laughs> understanding yeah. that kind of concept of, you know, there's a lot of decisions that go into, you know, these Pokemon are, you know, they're animals really in this world. And the thing though, I always thought funny too, was like in Pokemon kind of like with other situ, like kind of anime, you know, franchises, like there are real animals too sometimes and then there's like the pokemon but the fact that you know you have to take care of them and we see that there is a bond for a lot of people there's this connection to pokemon some people obviously take advantage of it and these are usually more the villain types but mm -hmm. we really see like a love and why some of these pokemon are willing to do what they do for their master if you will uh in some really tough situations and apart from the battles and apart from all that stuff that there are sometimes serious situations where like they have to use their powers for good or bad in the way that sometimes they're mind controlled. And there's like so much. And that's just think of Pokemon itself. The original set of Pokemon was like 150 Pokemon. Exactly. And then you added on like just like the song 150 yeah. or more. To more. See. Remember the poker rap? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic. That was on um, uh, Pokemon, the Pokemon 2000, the second movie. Uh, which uh, it was kind of interesting that too, we also were getting a Pokemon movie like almost every year. It was, yeah, like in the PCU. <laughs> it was like, oh, and, no, it, and it was, gonna... you know, and it was going along with the shows, you know, eventually that original show did kind of end and then it went into like, I mean, there's been like multiple series by now, multiple and characters. All, and, they, and the great thing is they've all followed the games yes. uh, as they come out. So it was like, I think that was a very smart decision because it was like, okay, then you can kind of play along. Maybe you change your team based on the show. Of course, they got away with so much in the show that you couldn't do. Like, they don't have that move. Pikachu, you know. So, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's like uh, uh, you're cheating. Uh, but let's admit it. Ash was not the, you know, I don't know how he hasn't become a master yet. He's always he's always struggling. Um, but I think that was the kind of the cool concept. It's like, hey, you're not going to be perfect. You're always going to be. But that was a cool thing that they constantly would follow along with the games. And the fact that they were 
they're churning out these Game Boy games every year, and it, we were adapting as the Game Boy was changing because um, how how many Game Boy systems or variety did you have actually? My first Game Boy was the Game Boy Advance. Oh, okay. So um, you had a little kind of wide, the kind of wide set one that looked kind of like setting a up the precursor to the uh, to the, the Switch. Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. long, the long. And I actually remember this is so funny. Um, not that I'm you know that blind or anything, but you know at that point these, these screens were still really small. Yeah, uh, you had to get even, like, you if know. you want to play a night, you had to get the little yeah. adapter with the yeah. light. <laughs> so I bought a thing that was it would it would clip onto the back of it, and not only was it a light but it would actually magnify the screen looking through this thing. So it made it look like a little bigger, which I thought that was kind of fun. Um, I mean, there's many nights where I definitely was caught playing past my bedtime and I'd be told oh, yeah. to. Uh, yeah. That was the first franchise of games that I would get in trouble. Like, okay, lights out. It's midnight. It was either <laughs> that or I'd be playing like Mega Man on my uh, oh, Game Boy yeah. Advance. And it wasn't even as playing loud. It just, you know, parents, they have ears like a hawk. So and they have be like, eyes, you know, you know eyes yeah. like an owl. <laughs> And so, like, literally, I'd be like, you know, knock on the door, open it, turn it off. Oh, sorry. Um, and I'd be you, like, you, be like, they didn't see you. They didn't see like, you with the light. See the light going. Hmm, and they're like, it's past your bedtime. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, looking at also early video games that were apart from the main series, um, I also love that they they came out with the concept of Pokemon Stadium, and that was kind of cool. That it was kind of like a souped up way to still get that sense of the battles, but, but it wasn't so make much. Make it more, more um, conceptualized and having these three. A little more polygons. cinematic. Yeah, yeah a little more cinematic. Like, it was like, it was more dramatic. It's like, this is what we wanted to see from Instead the show. Instead of, because uh, I will say the flaw in some of those early games when it came to how the battles were is because it's turn-based and how that all works. You're not really getting to see the full effect of what these can do. In the newer games now, when they do attacks, you get to see a little more of that action. But I remember Pokemon Stadium, you know, early ones on the N64, and then you would kind of it would continue on the GameCube and, and such forth. It really would be like, you know, some power attack, and it'd be it'd be a whole like 15 second show for this oh, one yeah, attack. Like Blastoise you know? does surf. He's like literally mm-hmm. there's a typhoon. And then it was cool, the fact that you could take your Game Boy game, you could transfer your actual Pokemon into the game and actually battle what you had. Or if you didn't have the Game Boy game, it was fine because they give you like stock Pokemon to play. Like, okay, all these Pokemon are level 50 or 100. And then they had like the fun mini games. Do you remember that? Like, it was yes. like Lickitung where you had all these Lickitung had to eat uh-huh. guys. And all, but all that stuff. So many so, funny things like that, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so random, but I was like, that's really cool. And I'm hoping that they'll do more of that. But I remember Pokemon stadiums were great. And then, of course, we got... Um, you know, Pokemon Snap, they were kind of like, that was like, that was a fun little, little thing. And this is the precursor before, before cell phones, you know? Yeah. I love Pokemon Snap because it was a fun way to be like, you know, there's so much to the, just again, the nature aspect of Pokemon that, um, you know, we're so used to watching the movies and the series and the, bat- and, and the battling and, and stuff. The, that's all we thinking know. Thinking of, you know, them captured and, you know, it kind of goes in that whole preservation thing of what you think of this world in terms of, how do people treat animals and uh, you know, should they be used for battling? Because, you know, we do see all the time, like they get injured and then yes, there's ways they can heal them, you know, at the, the health stations and stuff. But you're thinking you're watching sometimes like poor little Pikachu just, you know, looking like bruised and animated, like he's so sad. And you're like, you're like, should these be battling anyway? And Pokemon snap was a nice way to be like, Pokemon live in harmony 
without human existence. Um, now, of course, you think there might be some that might be more predator type. We don't really know if like Pokemon eat each other. I'm sure yeah. that does happen like anything. But I love Pokemon Snap because it was like a relaxing way to be like, oh, this is kind of a cool, like you're going through different environments. And again, that kind of idea of you would never play the same level the same. Like you're, well, you're yeah, getting as, photos. As you, went, as you went along and the only thing you could really do is throw like apples or like little mm -hmm. like dust balls just to get their attention. But it was cool because then it's like, okay, you go through and Professor Oaks, welcome back. And he had all this little fun thing. Like, oh, that was like, that was a bad picture. I'm like, okay, whatever, Oak. You know, I'm doing my best here. But it was funny because <laughs> your artistic integrity as a <laughs> like, 11 year old get, being like, I tried, man. I know yeah, you I get like a fin of a Gyarados. Some, like, Dude, some are was... very hard. That oh, was, and that was as, the thing. Which was like, cool. There was like the little, the little, um, you know, secrets and stuff. And there was secret ways to get. Or more like the, the there was like a, one. it was like you had to take a photo of like these gems in the right like angle. And it was like a Zapdos or something like that. So there, yeah, there was. There was legendary some... birds, Articuno and all that. Moltres. And Moltres coming out of the little uh, volcano. Oh, like, so much there fun. was a way to get Mew, but it was like really tough. You know, it was all that kind of stuff. And it was it was neat that they had all these like secrets. So you could go through the game and still enjoy it even as a kid. But for the more advanced player looking for all those secrets, it was a fun way to incorporate that. And then, you know, looking at other game franchises that Pokemon is the big in, of course, uh, you know, as a fan of Super Smash Brothers, as we You're are talk about it um, from the earliest, you know, edition, I think wasn't Pikachu in the original is he in the original game? Yeah, yes, he was. He was he was from the beginning. So he was without actually getting any of the extra characters. Pikachu is part of the core group, and of course, you get the only bonus characters you could get would be Luigi, Captain Falcon, a Ness, but you also could get Jigglypuff as an as an extra character. See, you, yes. those are the Pikachu original and Jigglypuff two. have been have been huge in that. And you know, of course, Pikachu himself, he really is. He's the Mario of Pokemon. I mean, he's the main icon. To think though that Pikachu to think about Pikachu that he would be the the franchise mascot. And I think originally they wanted Clefairy, I believe. Why? Because I think Well, Pikachu... thank God they didn't go with that route, because good <laughs> lord, Clefairy can just go fall off a cliff for all I care. No, it, it's just funny to think like Pikachu of all the Pokemon, he be kind of became the mascot. I mean, like Charizard has kind of remained like the coolest kind of badass Pokemon for a lot of people. And, and Mewtwo obviously gets a lot of love, but Pikachu is he, he's the perfect sense of that. He's so cute, but then he can really be so dangerous because he does have the power of electricity. Um, so I was glad that they they've had him in the games. And it's been cool that as Super Smash has advanced, um, we have had more characters pop up and so i think it's it's great for those people that love the kind of you know if they're really big pokemon fans uh there's a fair amount of characters and then of course it was cool when they added pokemon trainer it was a smart way to be like okay it's a pokemon trainer literally on the sidelines and he has three pokemon to use yeah you're able to kind of sneak sneak in you know three bonus ones <laughs> and it and being it being it's based off the original three that you could choose from of course you know originally you could choose between Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmeleon. No, Ch uh, Charmander was the first. Or Charmander. Charmeleon's yeah, yeah. second, right? <laughs> yeah, Charmander. Yeah. So kind of having like, uh, you know, the first version, the second version, and the third. Like it was, that Other was a evolutions. cool evolutions. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They have yeah. different evolutions. And so you can use that in that. So, I, I, you know, it's been clever how they've incorporated Pokemon into Super Smash. But of course, you know, the video games have moved on and we've had more. Uh, and so... You know what, Taylor? Let's just do this real quick. Let's go out back real quick. Let's mm -hmm. let's go collect a few Pokemon. 
we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about Pokemon more in the current time because Pokemon's still going on. Still going strong. Sounds good. I gotta I gotta level up um a couple of my Pokemon, so let's do it. We'll be back. Since the original Game Boy games, the Pokemon franchise has continued to spawn game after game, year after year. That's right, and Nintendo is very excited to announce a whole slew of games coming your way. This is an exclusive lineup of what's in store for all those Poke fans out there. And here they are. Pokemon Gym Tycoon Pokemon Aquamarine Nurse Joy Trauma Center I Choose You Magikarp Pokemon Plaid and Denim the Road to Indigo Plateau. Officer Jenny, Poke Police Squad. Pokemon Cleanse Your Palette Town. Rapidash Real Estate. Pokemon Ranch Racers. Pokemon Grand Theft Auto. Pokey Professor, Doctorate Degree. And Team Rocket Criminal Underworld. And many, many more. Check out these games and more coming on multiple game systems from the Nintendo Switch, Android, and iOS devices worldwide. Now, Ash, if you plan to become a Pokemon Master, you've first got to learn the basics. Are you ready? I'm ready, Professor. Do you know what Pokemon trainers use to catch wild Pokemon? Balls! Not just any balls. Pokeballs. Go over to that bin there and grab some balls. Wow, Professor. These balls aren't as big as I thought they'd be. Nevertheless, those balls get the job done. So how do these balls work? When you come near a Pokemon, you take a ball firmly in your hands and throw it close to that Pokemon and it will catch it. But I warn you, some Pokemon are harder to catch and require other types of balls. There's other types of balls? Why, yes, Ash. There are over 25 styles of Pokeballs. Wow, so many balls. You can read all about it in your Pokedex. Just ask Dexter. It will explain every ball in detail. Thanks, Professor. Now listen, Ash. Collecting Pokemon is one thing. But you've also got to learn to take care of your Pokemon. For example, learning about potions. I've heard about potions. So if my Pokemon is injured in battle, does it have to be out of the ball to be healed? Nope. That's the beauty of these balls. You can spray the potion right onto the balls. And don't be shy now. Get them nice and wet, and the potion will seep into the ball and heal your Pokemon. Got it! Also, some Pokemon can affect the Pokeball with their powers. Go and touch the ball on that table over there. But be careful. Ouch! This ball is piping hot! Wow! That ball contains a Charmander. He's just making himself at home. Now try that one. Hmm. This ball is moist. Let me guess. Squirtle? Well done, Ash. So learn all you can from the Pokedex. Dexter will help you, and you'll master these balls in no time. I'm going to be the best Pokemon trainer ever. Make sure you grab a few balls on your way out. 
Go try out a few easy catches in the fields around the lab. Best of luck, Ash. Thanks, Professor. Oh, wait, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can see the confusion. Actually, real quick, before we continue into Pokemon, uh, you remember Digimon? Digimon was like the fun spinoff of Pokemon. I, I, I had nothing I do to do with that. Pokemon, but it, I was always like, Digimon, like, because it's Mon, you know? But I do like Digimon. We'll have to do a Digimon episode in the future. because I think I like so, Digimon. yeah. I don't, I, I'll have to go back and watch some stuff. Now, Pokemon, I, I eventually... I had the Game Boy Advanced. And then eventually, I got the Game Boy DS. Uh, I can't remember exact which version I had. Um, but that was cool because it was like a little newer feeling. Um, at that point... I want to say, you know what? I have to go back real quick and, and jump back a little bit. The re and I want to say, okay, you go break. for it, buddy. No, I just want to go back um, because I had to talk about what was really re exciting and they haven't done it really since was of course, Pokemon silver and gold. And the exciting thing about that was it started a whole new world as we're getting these more world building, but you could go back to the original world. And it was like one of the biggest maps. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, which is kind of cool about that. But going back and when you're saying, I, I do remember from the advance I got, it was the SP, which is kind of the little flip one. And then the DS, what, what I went to next. Yeah, I had, the, I had the DS. And at some point I got a, I got the 2DS. Um, okay. Where it was yeah, the yeah. 3DS, but it was just, it wasn't like, um, it didn't have the fancy like flip and everything. And it wasn't 3D. It was, you know, kind of like how now there is the Nintendo you Switch the Lite. And the switch mm -hmm. but it was the dual screens and it was it was you know that really did help to have a little more uh screen action and at that point gosh i probably had maybe it was like pokemon x and y i want to say maybe one of those um and it, the funny thing though is pokemon for me first and foremost in terms of the main pokemon games i have never beat one pokemon game ever <laughs> And I'll tell you, you why. Beat, is it, when you say beat, you mean get all the Pokemon or? No, as in like everything? finish the, the main story of going through all the gems. Oh. You know, as you, I've never beat any Pokemon game. And I'll tell you why. It's because usually at some point in the game, I either get stuck somewhere. I don't know what I'm doing or I just get over it. <laughs> it's like you get lost. You're like, I don't, I don't know my town, man. And so I love, I love Pokemon Stadium. I love Pokemon yeah. Snap. I've beaten that plenty of times. Um, obviously, I love Super Smash. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, uh, to this date that I can remember, I, I've never beat a single Pokemon game in terms of like red, green, black, white, all that stuff. Now, the most recent editions, which uh, of course is um, Sword and Shield, uh, you know, you you got Shield, I believe, correct? Mm -hmm. And uh, correct. you got me, you got me a, a copy of Sword. I started playing it a few months ago when I got it. Unfortunately, due to a lot of other things going on in life, including this podcast, um, I haven't got back to it, but I'm going to get back to it. And I'll say the thing that I liked about more of this new kind of brand of Pokemon games now is how much they can go into the details with the graphics. Uh, you know, yeah. you see the, the huge leap from those first games to what it's like now. Uh, you know, all the characters are very 3D, very realized, and all the action is really neat how it's played out. And this is the first time that finally we're getting this open world RPG game style where 
Um, we have not had this for a long time, and I think this has been something that's been surprising that with all the success of these open-world sandbox games, you know, mm -hmm. the GTA and all that, Pokemon was 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 built and designed, to, was destined to be something like this. And to finally see that where you have this open world and you walk around and you see Pokemon hopping around, you don't have to go into the grass and like, ooh, you know, what's it? And, <laughs> and, now that and you carefully really... go through being like, they're going to get me. And it was like, it was a technique too. And you like, if I go slow, they won't see me. You know, you can't run through the grass. Well, it's a, it's a similar concept in a lot of video games where like you have to get from point A to point B, but along the way you're going to run into multiple things and therefore you have to fight every single you know and like sometimes it's good because you're like well if anything i'm gonna i'm gonna level up my my pokemon but sometimes it gets to an annoying point where you're like this is annoying uh i'm you know i just want to get on with the game and that's something i think just overall has been a little bit of a a miss for me it's, it's not my style um i'm still not the best fan of turn-based overall uh obviously that's been pokemon's bread and butter for a long time um, I'm more of the, I like to go in and hack and slash and, you know, just get to, get to the point. Um, it's, it's the same reason why, uh, I really didn't get into any of the early final fantasy games. Cause I tried them and I was like, this turn base is just, uh, I don't like it. Um, yeah. but I do like how they're kind of progressing with that. And we do know that we are getting, um, you know, some new games coming up. We have a uh, brilliant diamond and shining pearl, uh, later this year. And then we are, yeah, we're, we're getting this Pokemon legends, Arceus or is Arceus? I think it's Arceus. 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 I, um, I know it's, it's Arceus. Uh, hi, Arceus. Welcome to Pokemon fashion. Um, <laughs> no, and this one's exciting because this is supposed to be a pre-make. It's a prequel. Mm -hmm. Like it's going like we've had all these Pokemon games like in the future, but this one is going like it's before even red and blue. It's in the chronological order of the past, which you think about it, something that Pokemon's done really well is there's always like these like legendary characters or they're like there's, there's this lore to like ancient mm -hmm. pokemon it happens in a lot of these new series there's always like these and i feel like that would be kind of a cool idea like i'm like give me a pokemon game like set in like medieval times or something like way in the back you know it's like pokemon has been around for a long time so i i'm i'm curious to see what they're going to do with that and clearly if it's you know especially with the switch what the switch can do now uh having yeah a more big open world style game i think is something that pokemon has been waiting for pokemon fans because you know we we got the, the brilliance in my mind of what they did with breath of the wild for zelda uh taking a franchise that although it had big maps it was limited to you know there was always barriers and stuff mm -hmm. this is huge map this huge map there was so much you can do in that game and i feel like they have you know pokemon has big maps but it's kind of set in where you're like you go from A to B, you go to the first gym, the second gym, yeah. you know, you push a boulder, you yeah. cut yeah. a weed down, you know, whereas Zelda, the way they kind of did in the last game was you really chose your path. There was only so many things you had to do in order, but really at that point, it was like, you could go to temple A, B, C, and D in any order. It wouldn't matter. And I feel like that's something that Pokemon needs to adapt to is, you know, obviously the games always has the first few things you have to do. Like you pick your Pokemon, you start a Pokemon, all the stuff. But I want to see, you know, you can go to the final place and try out things there, you know, and you kind of build up and it'd be kind of cool to see, um, you know, as they always introduce new Pokemon in the series and games to see where they go with that game series. And, you know, obviously Pokemon still sells. So uh, we're not going to see a it decline does. in the games uh, anytime soon. 
Definitely not. <laughs> now, although you and I are probably not people that have uh, kept up by now with any of the animated series or animated movies, we did get an exciting addition to the film series a couple years ago with the release of Detective Pikachu. Yes. This kind of fun live action slash animated movie starring Ryan Reynolds as the famous Detective Pikachu. Um, what do you remember from that movie? Because I will say I only I only seen it the one time, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a blast. I thought it was awesome. I think what what I loved about it was it was a love letter to the Pokemon fans, and yeah. like especially if you like, obviously there's a lot of new Pokemon that if unless you watch the entire series, you may not recognize them. But you know, okay, these are Pokemon. But it was it was easy plot to follow, and that's fun fact. This is based off a video game series called Detective Pikachu. They had a video game and one of the uh, yes. Pokemon. Never played it, but I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And this was exciting because I have been wanting desperately to have a live action Pokemon game, you know, and I wanted to see like, uh, a movie. Yeah. Especially, what that'd be like. especially with oh, CGI sorry, today, you know, you can get why for the longest time it's, it's kept animated because it makes sense with the style, but especially now with the technology we have with CGI, um, I thought it was gonna be a perfect idea to kind of do this, uh, film where you know it's a live action world set in our time but the pokemon are like cgi animated into the live action and it was a fun plot you know it was kind of a a, a goofy take in a way and of course a lot of people had questions of how how the heck is ryan reynolds voicing pikachu because you know the there's only select amount of pokemon that we know have actually that actually, that can, actually, actually can talk can and talk him, yeah. Uh, of course, Meowth being the most famous one for literally having uh, a mouth that never shuts up. Yeah. But it was a fun concept, this idea that only this one young man can hear him talking that way. But to everyone else, yeah. they hear the, you know, and he's like yeah. trying to talk to people, which made for a lot of great comedy. I thought it was it was a fun concept to have that idea of he he can hear Ryan Reynolds through him. And obviously there's a, there's a point in the movie of why that is. Um, but it was, it was kind of a fun, like mystery movie, a little goofy for the kids, but in terms of the Pokemon they added into the film, it was fun, like eye candy, because apart from Pikachu looking adorable and a couple of the, uh, you know, Pokemon either for good or bad, you had a lot of the fun fan favorites, uh, even if it was yeah, only Jiggly, Jigglypuff, mm-hmm. you know, Charizard, yeah, uh, Snorlax, yeah. Snorlax just asleep on the street. Like, uh, you know, there was, there was, a, I love that scene when like there's a bunch of the Bulbasaur walking around and, they're, and they're like literally in the way. Yeah. Yeah. There was just a lot of cool moments. And I was like, if this is just a start of a potential, yeah, Pokemon uh, cinematic universe where we get various stories set within Pokemon that are live action with CGI, I think it would do really well. Um, Cause I think there's already been talks of a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, COVID changed a lot of things. So, well, I had, I, I always have this fun fan, fan theory. You know, we had then a live action Sonic. You know, could this be the, the start of the crossover of the Super Smash Brothers universe? There's supposed, which... to be, there's supposed to be a Mario movie, I think, in the works from uh, Illumination, but I don't know if it's live action. I think it's um, yeah, yeah. animated. But I mean, hey, Poke, uh, the Pikachu movie, it did 433 million worldwide. So uh, I think it, uh, it did pretty well for, you know, that kind of movie. So just goes to show that I think there could be a, a market for that. Um, now, another thing that I think we do need to touch on is we've been talking about video games. 
Um, but there was a new version of a video game that played into cell phones and the especially the, the age of the smartphone. And that was called Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, which was a, you know, you've had little, these little mini games and stuff you can find on phones for pretty much anything. A lot of movies nowadays will have some kind of mini game attached to it. You can play either on a website or whatever. And they've had that for Pokemon for, you know, ages. But this was a fully realized where you, you would use your phone with this app and actually walk around and you would actually see Pokemon on your phone based off your mm-hmm. area and actually would have to try to catch them. And you could then use them to battle and like trade. And like they took this whole concept of what Pokemon is about and really adapted to the smartphone app. And it is still popular to this day, minus the fact that when it first started, albeit I I, I, I bit, I, I play for a few months and then I eventually kind of yeah. gave up. But um, the fact that a lot of people were potentially putting themselves in harm's way, uh, walking <laughs> around because they're looking at their phone, around. you know? Oh, wait, there's a Pikachu here and there's a truck and here. Then, you know, so. And splat, yeah. And the fact that, um, you know, you would go to these landmarks, these buildings where you get Pokemon. Um, and to be but- a gym, that was kind of cool that, yeah, like people could actually go to a select area and be like, oh, it'd be like the library in your city and be like, that's the gym. And whoever actually won the most recent battle will be considered the gym leader. Like it was a lot of cool concept in that. And I know that a lot of people still play it to this day. And I think that's the cool thing is like, even if you never had a Game Boy game, this connected everyone to Pokemon so much more. And like, I remember my family and I were down in Ocean City. Everyone had the app and we're all catching Pokemon. Like, oh wait, we're going to go down to the boardwalk. We got to get this thing. And I remember like, even I even have a hoodie and I was team Articuno or team Mystic. I think it was. And I still had this, like, so I was like, yeah, I, I you know, I, I did it for a bit. And then I'm like, okay, the first of all is draining my battery. And second of all, I need a life. It killed your battery. I did it for a few months, maybe like two. And then at the point, that it, the point that it came out uh, was the time that actually I moved to Dubai for a long time. And at that point, I then only had Wi-Fi in select areas until I got a Dubai phone. So at that point, I was like, it's taking too much of my time to keep trying to find a Wi-Fi signal to, to want to do this. But it was impressive that even in Dubai, uh, it was all over the place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Go. Interesting. I wonder if there would be any other kind of, uh, you know, I feel like <laughs> because smartphones all have cameras, I've been surprised that there hasn't been some kind of Pokemon Go version of Pokemon Snap where you could just go around and like, you know, you try to take good photos of, you know, you see Pokemon little on your phone walking around and you have to take a photo and then you could like, you know, compare online in some forum and, you know, well, win you have screen screenshotting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, come on. That's another, that's another billion dollar idea. Hey, let's talk to Pokemon. We'll, we'll get some money. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why not? You know, and there, but there's also this idea that there's so many more game concepts that they haven't even scratched the surface on. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we talked about Pokemon Snap. Talk about Pokemon Go, bring it to there. And now we're going to have more of this open world game, which it took that long to do it, especially when you had GameCube. We had, you know, we, 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 we barely scratched the surface. And of course they did a couple other games where it was kind of like um, Street Fighter style and, you know, that, that kind of thing. But yeah. the other ones they could do, I mean, just Pokemon fashion show, you know, let's do one where we can be bad guys. I want to be Team Rocket. I want to like, can I play on the side of evil? You know, um, Pokemon karaoke. <laughs> 
Jigglypuff. Yeah, exactly. Dude, there you go. Jigglypuff hanging out there. Even um, like Pokemon, you, I mean, you, obviously we, we've had Mario Kart, but Mario Kart does not include Pokemon characters. But then you could have like Pokemon racing or some kind. You know, there's there's still so many. There is but do you, so like, do you remember? Do you remember that? Bring me back. Remember that episode of the original series where they had the Pokemon race where like Ash was on a ponytail mm-hmm. and they had, like everyone was riding. That's what you, that'd be great. Like, oh, I'm riding an Onyx and like. Yeah, um, they could have. There's still so many things that they can do, and which is why I think we're we're not going to see a shortage anytime soon. And you know, t- to kind of wrap up our Pokemon talk, the only thing I really think is the future of Pokemon is something that has now had the doors open because of Mario. Now in Universal Studios, uh, you know, so far Japan, and then soon coming to both Hollywood and Orlando, we've had uh, the building of Super Mario Land. Uh, so, you know, right now in Japan, it's been open. It opened in, I think, February. Uh, you know, they have a whole theme park land dedicated to Super Mario. And I feel like if there's an, a next franchise for Nintendo, apart from maybe like Donkey Kong or Zelda, that is it felt like it would be totally owed to have some kind of awesome little land. It'd be Pokemon. I mean, there's so much you can do not only as a ride uh, or a couple of rides, but then just, you know, thinking of meeting greeting characters. I mean, you could do a build a bear, build a Pokemon, you know, you like, Oh, there's an egg. It's going to hatch. What are you going to get? Actually get Pokeballs. Uh, and then, you know, I'm thinking like, make your, like instead of like the lightsabers at uh, Disney Star Wars land, make your own Pokeball, you know? Yeah, and or something like that. And thinking also like, think of a ride like um, Soaring Over the World at Epcot, you know, or what it used to be called Soaring Over California. Yeah, you, yeah. you have something like that, but it's like you're going all throughout different parts of these Pokemon lands. And then uh, they could have some cool like Pokemon battle game uh, ride or something. You know, there's so much they could do. So I'm curious to know if maybe down the line we would see Pokemon pop up in theme parks because i feel like that is definitely going to be the future for pokemon apart from continuing you know of course uh the animated series animated movies as we still get them every now and then and you know the live action films the trading cards are still going uh video games everything Wait, and it's so it is so exciting we, you know right now we're talking about this because we you know we're, we're fans of the series but i mean the fan community has been crazy i mean there's been stuff that you know, we have Wikipedia, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big source of what we use. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, there's a thing called Bulbapedia, oh, yeah. which is a wiki-based encyclopedia, you know. Um, there's, you know, this community, you know, about the games. I mean, there's people doing these competitive things. You know what's really kind of cool? I don't know if you heard about this. There's this thing called a Nuzlocke challenge, which allowed players. There was a challenge that allowed players to capture any of the games, um, usually the original ones that allowed the players to only capture the first Pokemon encountered in each area. If they don't succeed in capturing the Pokemon, there are no second chances. Oh, you missed it. And when a Pokemon faints, it's considered dead. Um, Air quotes here. So it must be released or stored in the PC permanently. So once that fainted, uh, you can't use it ever again. And if the player, like, you know, if you lost all your Pokemon player faints, the game is considered over and the player must restart the game. So think about it. That's a fun challenge because how many times did we, did you lose, you know, on these gym battles and... (laughs) You know, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. I mean, the fact that there's this obsession like with stuff like that and um, they're even crazy. Fun fact is Pokemon. There has been, um, you know, Pokemon's made its mark in the realm of science. You know, there's animals that have been discovered and they're named after Pokemon. Um, there was, you know, this, uh, you know, bugs and other creatures. Like there was this Stentor, uh, Stentorceps Weedley 
Wheedleye, which is named after Weedle. Um, you know, you know all the and there was a protein named after Pikachu called Pikachurin. <laughs> so it's like, you <laughs> wow. know, it, it, it's just kind of nuts. Pikachurin. Pikachurin. Uh, own it now. That just, you know, Pokemon itself has, and it's also been part of, you know other media from robot chicken south park simpsons oh yeah it's been and fade up, made fun of on everything and and you know even just going off of apart from the actual media projects as pokemon comes out with you then of course have a huge boom in just merchandise i mean everything from toys to you know think of all the times it's been uh you know mcdonald's or burger king you know, happy meal toys you got so many uh you know stuffed animals and uh mm-hmm. t-shirts oh, yeah. and you know all kinds of things it's been but no shortage of Pokemon just mania. And, you know, 25 years is, is a long time for anything. And it, it feels like it's been longer, but, uh, you know, I, I'm curious to know, like, what, what Pokemon will be like at 50 years? Because um, it definitely is, is going to continue. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to lose uh, Steam anytime soon, but it definitely, I think, hits different now in today's world with social media and so many streaming sites. It was a little more unique when we were kids to have Pokemon introduced when it did. Um, but you know what? Congrats to Pokemon. 25 years. It's incredible. And just thinking, wow, what what a phenomenon that's going to continue on. I mean, to to be one of the to be second highest selling for Nintendo next to Mario. I mean, that's it's pretty good. That's nuts. Pretty and good. Yeah, I mean, the, the staying power. Um, and I think that's why it's it's just something about the accessibility you know, what all the things that you can do. And I think that because of the challenge that the game and the core of the, what Pokemon represents that has constantly, I mean, the fact that you've got adults, you know, us as adults now are still playing the games. We've gone back to it. I mean, we grew oh, up yeah. in it. And um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing where the series goes. I mean, it's just, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. So congrats, Pokemon. Happy 25 years, quarter of a century. So, Taylor, thus ends our Pokemon chat for now. And so I leave you with this. You gotta catch them all! Pokemon! Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, the Potential Podcast at Yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.